Mountain Wellness is excited to have partnered with Inside Tracker. To live your healthiest, longest life possible, you need to understand what's going on inside your body. People age at different speeds, and generic annual blood work doesn't properly evaluate your biological age, but Inside Tracker does. Inside Tracker is a truly personalized nutrition and performance system designed to extend your health span and slow down the aging process. Created by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics, Inside Tracker analyzes your blood, DNA, and fitness tracking data to identify where you're optimized and where you are not. You will get a daily action plan with personalized guidance on the right exercise, nutrition, and supplementation for your body. Add Inner Age 2.0 to any plan to calculate your true biological age and see how you're aging from the inside out. For a limited time, get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just go to insidetracker.com forward slash mountain wellness. That's insidetracker.com forward slash mountain wellness. What up, mountain athletes? Corey here. I want to talk to you about supplements. Uh, they can be so confusing. You don't know which ones to take. You don't know if you're taking a trusted brand. Uh, you're reading different stuff. Your friends are telling you stuff. Stop stressing. We got you here at Mountain Wellness. Head over to our website at mountainwellnesslife.com. Click on the menu tab and you'll see supplements. Once you're there, you will be able to shop and browse all of the trusted brands that we carry here at Mountain Wellness like Thorn Research, Peer Encapsulations. Uh, but the best part is... If you set up a personal profile, if you have any questions, I can answer them personally. So maybe you don't know, even know what to take. Uh, I can answer those right there on your profile. Also, we have protocols that are already set up for general nutrition uh, as far as just general daily protocols um, and even specific protocols for gut. So head over to our website at mountainwellnesslife.com. Click on the menu tab and you'll see supplements and you'll be on your way to browsing and shopping all the trusted brands here at Mountain Wellness. Anxiety, stress, sleep, asthma, exercise-induced bronchoconstriction are all becoming epidemic in our population, especially in endurance sports. It's time to get control of our nervous system and respiratory performance. The best way to do this is through performance breathing. Two landmark studies have been done. The Framingham study and the study out of Buffalo University discovered that how long you live is primarily determined by how well you breathe. Yet very little is mentioned about breathing in our population. Not only did we at Mountain Wellness develop the methodology for breathing for the mountain athlete in the most demanding environments in the world, we went beyond that with our closed balance system, testing it on multiple mountain passes at 10, 12, 13, and even on the summit of Mount Whitney multiple times 14,000 feet. Because if you know how to thrive up there... You will crush your pursuits at seven, eight, nine, and 10,000 feet, reducing mountain sickness, increasing hydration, getting more oxygen delivery. This course covers everything to create the most optimal respiratory performance currently available. Head to mountainwellnesslife.com. Under the tab courses, you can see the full outline of everything we offer in our online video training course. Whether you want to improve your health and longevity or want the best available strategy for the mountains on race day, we have you covered. Mountain Wellness, optimizing human performance to extend longevity for mountain athletes. Mountain Athletes, welcome to another episode of the Mountain Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Reed, and I'm joined as always with my co-host and mountain brother, Mr. Mike Mahina. What's going on, brother? Ah, California to Montana. I am happiness. That's, that is my <laughs> new mantra. I am just happiness, man. I'm happy to be sitting, uh, it, actually, in my new little podcast uh, studio at the den, kind of set up a new spot. Mike, if you can, why don't you describe it since you got a nice little visual? What are you thinking? Well, you 
You've got your traditional leather couch, which I love that couch because you just sink into it. It's like a it's like an old baseball glove, dude. <laughs> and then behind, yeah. And then you've got your cool. Po- oh, actually, I I think I took the poster on the right. Is the mountain bikers at the GoPro games and kayaking on the left? Looks like uh, might be yep. Nick Troutman. Yep, two shots. That's from so rad. Yeah, no. The GoPro yep, games. Those are both from GoPro games. Yeah, that was the awesome. year. The 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 year that um. Not this past year when we met Nick, but when you and I got those crazy mountain bike shots, or I should I should say I got those crazy mountain bike shots when we um, climbed up. Like, remember we like climbed up that mountain next to the the single yeah. track trying to. Fight. We, we were we were where we shouldn't have been. Like we're like hiking on the trail where they're going to come down. We're like, you hear anything? No, I thought we we're going to get run over up there. That was fun. So I don't know if that's where one of those shots came from, but I know it was from that race where you where you got it. I don't know if it was on the side of the mountain, but yeah, uh, no, you were up on the track and you got the video of them coming down. Well, why don't you just share? Was, well, we got to share the story. That's like that's a good one. I don't and even I know think, if we ever did. <laughs> All right, yeah, so no, we got Mike share and I were at the GoPro Games, one of our favorite places, as you guys, our regular listeners, know, and uh, we were not. We didn't have a presence, meaning Mountain Wellness, that it was two years ago. So Mike and I were just kind of like street teaming it um, and just collecting a lot of media stuff, uh, really trying to like, I don't know, just scope the scene and, and do our own thing. But a, a big part of that was trying to capture some, uh, capture some really good content and action shots of mountain athletes. So we got wind. Uh, there was going to be one of the mountain bike races like one of the xc mountain bike races that had a, a downhill section in it that was pretty gnarly and um, yeah, those guys are fast <laughs> they move fast yeah and so mike and i are scrambling all around the village in vale like trying to figure out like the best spot to shoot a cross-country mountain bike race uh because obviously it's a long race and you want to make sure you get like you know a good spot so we had showed up at the starting line and that was not a good spot. Like as far as like shooting photography and like action. And we had Mike, remember we were crossing the street and, um, one of the race, uh, um, volunteers, the track volunteers was like walking with us. We didn't know it until you had asked right. him like, Hey, where's the best spot? Like where's the mountain bike race? You know, like where's the best spot do you think to shoot? And it uh, turns out this guy was one of the race uh, volunteers. And he's like, well, I mean, if you want a really good shot, uh, go over to Lion's Den or Lion's something. And it's one of the, the main <laughs> <Right>. sp- <laughs> ski uh, uh, like lifts at Vail. So anyways, Mike and I scramble. It takes us like 20 minutes and ends up being like a long trek. We're walking. We should have took the shuttle. We end up making it to the base of the um, ski lift. And cause that's where the single track, uh, was. And all of a sudden there was like, uh, I believe some type of caution tape wasn't there, Mike. It was like, don't pass this line. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, no, yeah, they said exactly. <laughs> I'm like, uh, well, this must I. be it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's like an invitation for Mike and I. <laughs> and, and, and mind you, Mike is hauling, we're, we're both of us are hauling a bunch of, of gear, cameras and all sorts Camry of stuff. And uh, I'm blind. I'm just throwing that in there. So Mike's literally, I'm shouldered up to him. And uh, but we got it down. And all of a sudden, we start trekking up this like blue diamond. I mean, it's like steep. <laughs> it's like a steep ski hill. Yeah, and the track is just looping. <laughs> it's gnarly. Yeah. And then we finally get to the point that was described uh, perfectly by the the dude that the, the race volunteer that you know told us where to go. And we're, Cause you had spotted some tree. I don't know. It was like a ridge line, and and you're like, that's it. This has got to be the spot. So Mike and I post up on the side of the mountain, and uh, literally, there's like, we're we're hiking single track, and it's got tire marks. Mike's totally scoping it out, and he's like, this has got to be it. So we kind of peel off to the side and pull out the cameras and get ready. And I'm starting to do the math because you know some minutes are going by, like five, ten minutes at this point. And mind you, we had already trekked 20 minutes. And so I'm like doing the math in my head. Like, okay, I don't remember. I, I 
I knew how long the mileage was. I don't remember off the top of my head right now, but I was like kind of doing the math. Yeah, like no, how you long told a mile me. Would take. Yeah, you're like, and I was like, these yeah. guys got to be coming soon. I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, <laughs> right. And and within like a few minutes, sure enough, I'll never forget it because my obviously my sight is is my ears, so I'm just like totally just focused on my hearing. And all of a sudden, it sounded like a swarm of bees. I don't know if it sounded like that to you, um, but it was all the freewheels. Sa- all the bikes were coming. Yeah, it, it reminded me of fishing line when it's going out. It's like it has that high pitched kind of like it's like zzz, you hear that you kind of hear. It's an interesting sound. Zzz. Well, yeah, yep. if you think about it, though, that the that's an interesting observation because the drag on a on a rod and reel or or a reel works the same way, basically. Oh, is that right? Um, in some sense, yeah. But no, but that's totally reminding like, me of that. And I was like, oh, I mean, you could hear them. And it was like the sound was traveling all over through the trees and everything. And you're just like, oh my God, they're coming. And we were just a few feet from the track. So we were right on the track because we wanted to get good shots. Yep. So Mike freaking says, stay here. Um, and he he didn't run. Like you didn't go too far at that point. He just kind of like, we knew they were coming. So we were like bracing ourselves and Mike's on the other side of the single track. And, and within a few minutes, uh, Mike quickly realized that they weren't coming down the trail that we were set up at. So he's like, Corey, stay, stay right there. (laughs) Don't move. And I was like, uh, I'm all fired up. I'm like, we're going to get the most epic shots at GoPro games. Like, you know, even the, the media like gopro people don't even have passes because we're like on the freaking track we like passed yeah i learned i learned to tell you don't tell Corey. don't move Corey. you don't tell him that because i went running up to this ridge line to get the shots and it was a few it was a little ways away like a good football field away to grab the shots and and, yeah and they were they were coming across that line and that's the picture picture in the poster in the background of your of your actually that's the poster shot in the background behind you oh that's cool so and Mike's what were you doing, shots. Corey? <laughs> well, I was sit. I I stayed put, and then literally it was like I couldn't take it anymore. Um, I felt like I was missing the action, and uh, but mind you, it was probably a couple that minutes out. that uh, it's all good. Take it. Take a sip of your coffee. I'll take a sip. With you. <laughs> I did, and it went down like three different holes. <laughs> oh, is that how it happened? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, um, go for it. I'm good. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, like I said, I was sitting there for a couple minutes, and and while it's going on, I'm taking everything in. Like I'm I'm assessing the situation. I'm not just like you know gonna blindly, no pun intended, run out and try to find Mike. My I was just like, oh man, okay, Mike's up at the ridge line. I can totally hear the racers coming by the bikes, but they're a good twenty yards for me, at least twenty five yards. And I'm like, well, I mean, they're not coming by the single track, so I could just hop over the single track and kind of work my way up towards Mike and maybe get some shots on my iPhone because that, you know, I love to shoot as much as I can as well. Well, anyways, I, I get up to, I, like, I could tell I wasn't going to get to Mike. He was, he was too far and it was taking too much of a risk. Um, but I was, I, I made it to a point where I was by the single track, but maybe 20 yards up. And Mike was kind of, kind of a cross above on the ridge line, like on a different part of the track. So basically, what you it, had to cross what, the track to get up there, though, right? You had to cross the <laughs> well, track. Like, the, well, I had to cross it, but I also, I think the most hairball part of it, and, and this is what I'm getting to that you guys will understand, is I actually walked up the single track a good. 15, 20 yards before I cut across <laughs> to where you were. Okay. So anyway, I, I make that little hike. Yep. And, and I set up and I'm like, dude, I'm in this, like, I can't get to Mike, but at least I can hear I'm in a better spot now, but I kind of had accepted that I wasn't going to shoot anything on my iPhone. Well, I'm not kidding. Like I'm, I'm facing Mike's direction and the bikes. And all of a sudden I hear two mountain bikers drop maybe three feet behind me down the track that I had just walked up. And I'm like, oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) And immediately I'm trying to, now at this point, I'm a little flustered for a few seconds. Like, 
oh shit, wait a second. Am I like, am I in the middle of the track? Like what's going on now? There's racers up by Mike. There's racers now within like, I'm not kidding, like two feet. Like the, the track was right there. there. I was flying only down there. Yeah. Flying. Flying. It's so I'm trying there, so to like, move. <laughs> they're, they're hauling ass. I try to high side up a little bit, like hike up a little bit higher to get off of that away from that track because now i'm literally concerned about like i don't want them to go get back to the race finish and be like dude this jackass photographer was was like on the track and i totally bailed and that's why i didn't come that's why i didn't win (laughs) (laughs) and then they find out it's a blind guy and his a buddy trying to just like you know cross the (laughs) across the boundaries and push it but anyways um go ahead (laughs) yeah but the news report that night you know Channel 11 Fox News, we had a, uh, something happening at the GoPro Mountain Games with an XC mountain bike race over there. It was a guy <laughs> on the track, and he was blind. And for some reason, these guys all came down and mowed him down. We don't know why he was there. Yeah, I, could I, have, I guess that of. Right? I could have been in the hospital all, like, laid up. What happened, Corey? Well, uh, Mike and I were hiking up. We decided to take a nice hike, and it happened to be the racetrack. But anyways, it, like... After I kind of got my bearings and realized that I was safe, I just was literally could. I described it to Mike as if if any of you guys know or have seen surfer like uh, photographers that shoot surfers, um, they look like little seals out in the lineup. You just see they're like little. Um, usually they're wearing the the caps, um, and they have their their camera, but they're not on a board, and they're just like right in it. Especially when they get to shoot someone in the tube or in the barrel. They're just like right there. And that's how I felt. Like I felt like I, you planted a photographer, me right on the single track coming on the downhill. Oh, yeah. You so were right in it. It was dangerous. I was right yeah. in it. it yep. And I ended up getting like, I don't know, six mountain bikers after that. Like I actually got their shots coming down. You got and, the and shot of them coming down. I don't know how you did that. I either. got the shot of the I day. I remember coming back though. I come back down to where Corey was supposed to be. And I'm like, he's not here. Like where, where did Corey go? I told him not to move. And I'm like, Oh my God. So I'm like looking around. I'm, I started climbing too. I'm like, I'm yelling out your name. And then all of a sudden I see you up a ways, like 50 yards up the, the side of the hill. And I'm like, dude, how did you get up here? How did you like, uh, and cause I was coming down as I was coming down. I saw right. Those riders coming down your track. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. So he's got to be down there. And then he's not there. And I'm like, are you stuck on a bike somewhere? Like on the handlebars going down. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I was like, "Oh my god!" And it turned yeah, out it later. Great, we kind of it's great. Moment. We kind of figured out that um, the what there was a split in in the course, and there was a kind of a a, a drop off shoot where I was. That was a single track. It met up with the the rest of uh, like the trail that they were on. That Mike was shooting on up on the ridge line, but probably what ten of the most badass dudes that had some. Some wavos dropped down that one, so those were the guys yeah. that I ended up shooting, uh, and that was probably out of fifty plus racers or more. So definitely some skilled riders that were dropping in right there. That's why I didn't expect them to come flying down. So good times at GoPro awesome. Games as always. We had, a, we, had <laughs> we had fun. So we got a special show uh, for you guys today. Let them know, Corey. What do we got? What do we? Oh doing? man, I I can't even believe it. We were. Um, I mean, we're, we're ending the year coming up on another year. Um, I think this episode comes out on Monday, which is basically uh, the week before Christmas or Christmas week. And, um, and here we are an- another year in the books. And even for mountain wellness, Mike and I were, were reflecting before we started recording the show and we we're like, wait, have we been doing the show two years, three years? And I think we've, we we don't know officially. We didn't look up the dates, but um, you know we've been recording here at the Recovery Den, or I have for two years, three months, and we started at the the small little sub basement place at the the first Recovery Den. That, that's where the name comes from. Um, but that's where we started recording the show, dude. That was like that's ah, amazing. And, and, and for ama- you, yeah, I was just gonna say like for those that don't know, the reason we really started the show was always kind of, it was in the plans. Like I knew when I um, came up with mountain wellness and started mountain wellness, I was like, all right, eventually we'll, we'll definitely media will, will have, will play a big part in the brand and uh, the community. Um, And I always wanted to do a podcast, but 
the pandemic hit and the I got shut down. Like I wasn't doing anything related to seeing clients and I was like, mm. called up Mike and I was like, Hey dude, uh, I got this idea about doing a podcast and he's like, Oh yeah. Like I'm on board as Mike always is. And yeah, uh, but I didn't even know what a podcast, I mean, I knew what a podcast was, but I'm like, I don't know anything about what I'm about to go ride on. Like this adventure is going to be like, <laughs> I have no idea. And we, I remember us doing a first like three podcasts and then we're like, no, that's just, <laughs> we can't release that. We got to start again. I know it's, it's so true. We scrapped like, yeah, there was, we definitely threw a few out and, um, but it's funny because, it, and I got to tell this part of the story, but Mike says, yes, as he always, you know, he's usually on board with most of my ideas and we've been running together for 10 years, getting on crazy adventures and doing media related stuff. Yeah. But I was like, uh, yeah, I want you to co-host. And at that point, he like pumps the brakes. <laughs> He's like, "You what? You want <laughs> yeah. me to co-host?" Like, <laughs> uh, and I'm like, "Yeah, dude." And I'll tell you guys the the big reason I wanted Mike to co-host is one, he's really funny, as you guys know. He's got good good sense of humor, really knowledgeable, and um, Mike and I just have always had good conversation together. But uh, the other yeah. part of it was. Um, Mike and I have always been good friends or became good friends over the last decade, but there's a, an age, di- you know, a, 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 more than a generation, 10 year decade, I should say age difference. Um, but that has never mattered to us. Like it's never been yes, an, I'm, any, like I'm much an issue or, <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently I'm in the old man club. I had the big four zero. So, um, yeah. but, but good. the thing is like, and, but I always thought that was so interesting and in, in like Mike being into backpacking and, you know, different pursuits in the mountains and me growing up and uh, we both grew up in the same area, but the different generation kind of like, you know, the punk rock skate, snow surf scene and snowboarding. It was a, it was a big part of what I knew of the mountains other than my early childhood fishing and, and stuff that my dad introduced me to the outdoors. But um, it just, I knew it would create a good dynamic. And I think that proves to be true three years later or almost three. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. And the way that so. totally, and the, and the, and the way the show's evolved, I mean, we've been able to bring on really special guests. Um, and that's been really fun for me. I know just meeting some of these folks and getting to talk, when you talk to somebody for like an hour, you really get to know a lot about what makes them tick and, Bringing on people like Mark Devine, Mark Healy, Dick Troutman, Davis, all these world champions and just these, like Mark is just a, a thought, a thought, what do they call him? A, a thinker. Thought leader. Just, yep. Yeah. Thought leader. I mean, you know, and, and all of them have those elements to them and they're extremely high performers. And so to be able to share that with an audience, I think it's a special thing when you get to talk to people like that and learn from them, man, because we don't learn anything in a vacuum, you know, in the world in general. But when you have people that do these incredible things, it's just fun to listen to what what makes them do it, why they do it, what their method is, and how they look at the world. Yeah, that's like my most favorite part about the podcast is getting into the minds of whether it's a national champion, world champion, top mountain athlete, or um, just an athlete for mm-hmm. that matter, or uh, practitioner, a, you know, PhD researcher, um, a coach, a thought leader, someone like Mark, like a true leader, someone who's trying to make a, a huge impact or is making a huge impact in this yeah, world. He definitely is. Um, or at least in the, the direct community that we're involved in and, and probably even beyond. And, um, you know, that's a, one thing I have to say though, that's always hilarious is, uh, related to the athletes, um, I always expect to ask questions and get these like, you know, ama- like create not amazing, but crazy answers related to like their training. Like, you know, what's like, what goes through your mind, you know, dropping in a hundred foot waterfall or, you know, what's going through your mind as you're <laughs> dropping a great into moment. Right. Yep. And, and it's always like, it's funny because they're like, Oh, I don't know. You know, I just, you know, I just kind of like do it. And I'm like, no, do you not realize like, you're like less than 1% in the world that like are doing things like this. And it always amazes me, but I think it also says something about that individual. Like they're just, you know, right, there's a commonality. They're, they're like, 
you know, you can talk about it and scare yourself, but I just go and do it, and that way it's less scary. I'm like, well, I don't know about that. It's still 80 or 100 feet. Uh, yeah, that's what... So exactly. Yeah, they like you know, almost downplay it or, or make it do. as not as a big deal. And, and I'm and like, they kind of have to, if you think sometimes. about it. They do. I think that's the mindset. I think to. that's what it, they yeah. do. I think that's part of it. It's the mindset. It's like, yeah, yeah it's the focus. It's, a, it's part of who they are. Um, but there's this in this intensity that's deep within, but you can tell it's very tamed and they all have it. Or at least mm-hmm. that I, I, I've the, the real, like Mark Devine and and Mark Healy and yep. some of those that you're going to hear today. And Mike did uh, yep. an incredible job putting together a reel of sort of the highlights, um, some moments that we thought that came to mind. They were just like special guests or or funny stories that we've had over this last year on the Mount Wellness podcast. <laughs> you got, and you're going to get both in the next couple of minutes. You're going to get Corey and I. Corey and I are going to bookend our, our our elite athletes and, and thought leaders that we had on this year. We're going to put the, a few minutes from each of them down and then close <laughs> out with Corey. <laughs> I'll start it off. <laughs> Some of our funniest moments, and you'll also learn a couple of really cool things. I All think. right. So, Mike, go ahead and roll it. Let's let them listen to the, the uh, highlights of this last year. Camp right here, and then oh, so we set our packs down, and then thousands of mosquitoes attack us. So <laughs> I know, so we're putting our nets on, oh my I'm God. covering my whole body, dude. And there's like I'm covering myself as much as I can, and there's just mosquitoes. Like every time you move, they all move with you. You know, it's like that. It's just it's terrible, dude. So I'm it's, sitting there, like low on water, exhausted, being attacked by mosquitoes. Like thinking about. Hmm, <laughs> I kind of just want to go, I just kind of want to bail out of here right now. I'm not enjoying myself, but you know, they're my friends. So I'm like, I'm trying to have fun. We're having fun, making the best of it. And I'm like, okay, I got to eat something. I'm dying for food. So I bring these custom burritos. Like I make my own food. I don't, I don't do the freeze dried, which I turned out to be a little bit of a problem. So I get these, I get, I'm sitting in this chair wearing my freaking mosquito net. I'm trying to cook on this little stove and get out the tortilla. I have these refried beans. I add water. I get them all ready to put in the burrito. I I cook up the beans. And then I realize, wait a second, as I'm cooking them, I'm like, I can't find my titanium spoon. And so I'm looking all through my pack and I'm looking everywhere and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have my titanium fork in here. I have no way to mix anything. I have no thing to eat from. And I'm like, I can't believe I don't have my fork. Like this is, dude, I remember packing it. I was like, I packed that. I know I did, but I switched stoves at the last minute because I found my other stove and I must've left the spoon behind. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I got nothing. So I'm, I'm like desperately like looking for something that I could mix food with eat with like i'm not even like i mean you know so like, i'm screwed like, I'm, like, I'm like five days without any utensils so i'm like okay i gotta do something so i remember i have this shovel that i use it's a titanium shovel for digging crap when you, gotta go to the, <laughs> when you gotta go to the bathroom like you gotta dig a six inch hole and you need a titanium <laughs> shovel and for a joke two years ago i wrote on the i wrote a little thing on the shovel that said emergency fork and i'm looking at it and i'm like oh my god i'm like because there's the one end that's a shovel but the other end is the handle and it's in the perfect shape of a spoon and i'm like i can't do this like my, my buddy's like you're gonna have psychological problems if you try to do this and use this as a fork man i'm like i got no choice i'm desperate like this is it so it took me a little while to get over that Dude, so I'm like using the under end of this shovel to mix these beans. And I'm like, I can't believe this is happening to me right now. Uh, and so I get done cooking. I'm so hungry. So I'm like, okay, I got this tortilla. I put a little Kerrygold butter on it. I'm all happy. And then I start to pour the beans, but the beans were still too runny. So I'm like, oh my gosh, they're, they're runny. So I'm trying to fold the burrito and make sure it doesn't spill. <laughs> and, I, and as I'm bringing it up to my mouth, dude, no, I'm not kidding. The beans roll... The, <laughs> The beans roll out the back end and they roll out the front end. And I'm like, oh no. And so it starts to drip on my pants, on my shirt. And I'm like, oh crap. Dude, so I, I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. So I jam it in my face as fast as I can. But I forgot I have my mosquito net on. So I jam the burrito right into the net, dude. And the beans just go all over the net. Dude. And my buddy's watching me. He's sitting there watching me. And he's not... Dude, he's not saying a word. And I'm like, beans are all over my gloves, on my pants, and on my shirt. 
He's like, dude, that burrito. He goes, that burrito just attacked you. He goes, that burrito just won that fight. And I'm just sitting there, dude, covered in beans. I'm like, I'm a perfect bait for an apex predator, man. And I'm like, I can't even believe this just happened. Like, I'm just, dude, I was sitting covered in beans. Dude, it was the worst. I'm sitting there like, and you know me, like I'm Mr. Backpacker, right? So they're just looking at me like, wow, dude. They just... And I told him, I said, turn the camera on. I, I have no, uh, turn the camera on. I want you to film this. And he's like, I can't. He just walked away. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my gosh, so that that's was, so good. Dude, so that's oh, day God. one. Day one. Okay. Skis, they've got their bindings on tight so that their skis aren't falling off. Right. It's the same idea with the kayak where you're never tied in, but you're, you're, um, you're cinched in pretty tight so that nothing's going to... You don't want to be falling out of your kayak so halfway that through the raft. at your waist? Yeah. Is it like a, some type of cinch thing at your waist? Because I, I feel like I've heard someone yeah, say there's got, a release cord or something. Is that... Like a skirt or something? Oh, so that's that's different. So uh, just as far as the outfitting goes, you've got like a back band and you've got like foot rests and stuff like that. Yeah. And so that kind of like tightens you into the boat right. and you've got hip pads. And so you're fully you're fully padded like inside so that everything's pretty tight, uh, like a like a ski boot or something like that. The pull cord that you're thinking of is, is your skirt and that's your exit. So the skirt goes around the cockpit rim and that keeps all the water out and it, uh, it keeps the, the kayak dry. Um, and then the pull cord's kind of like you're in a, you're a emergency shoot in a, in a skydive or in a base jump, but you can't get out like, of it unless you pull that cord. Yeah. You're, you're not going to get out of it until you pull the that cord. That sounds for like sure. tied into me, um, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no bricks tied to your foot or anything, but it's just, it's, <laughs> it's a little different. That's gnarly. You gotta be able to reach that pull cord. That's I mean, all. enough for it to creep in but your yeah. head a little bit. Like, all right, like if I go down this waterfall and I got to pull this cord, like, wait, wait, yeah, go. I want to hear where he's at now that he's gone underwater on this 80 foot drop. Like what happens next? Where's yeah. the pull cord? No, yeah. but what happens next? So, um, so on impact, there's kind of, I'd be, I should really run a study sometime and ask, uh, some different athletes what they do. But the two, the two methods that I've essentially practiced and, and I go back and forth and I'll talk tell you what I use nowadays, but, um, are to either tighten up really tight, like, um, and, and essentially prepare for a hit. And so you're, you're flexing all your muscles like you would if like, you know, you're preparing for someone to punch you in the gut or something right. like that take an impact, uh, right. or take an impact like a car yeah. crash or whatever. You're like tight. Right. And so, um, that's one way to do it. The other way is to go like essentially go limp. Like you just let, let all your muscles go extremely soft wow. so, so that it, it will ragdoll you, but when it ragdolls you, you're not going to like pull a muscle necessarily. Um, and because the water's so powerful, even if you do tighten up, it's still, you know, a very good chance that it might ragdoll you underwater. Once you're under, uh, the idea, like on a perfect landing is you kind of just like slowly resurface upright. You know what I mean? And then sometimes what happens is because there's, you know, currents and stuff like that under the water, it'll, it'll grab you, it'll grab your paddle weird or whatever, and it might twist you up. Mm. And so you might pop up upside down and then roll up. Uh, and, and that comes back to your previous statement, Corey, like before you go off the 80 foot waterfall, we're going to teach you how to roll so that you can roll your up, your kayak upright. And you you don't need to pull that, uh, (laughs) the pull, the pull tab in the first place. (laughs) Man, the sport has shaped me in so many ways. Um, I think a lot of it is like, I first attribute a lot of it to this guy, Josh, that I was talking about that became my mentor. And a really special human he he just like really took me under his wing like it was uh i don't know i'm trying to formulate like how to even say it how it is because it's just it's so it feels so unique and just like huge in my life Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean all the people have really showed me first i'll start with the people i guess and from like this community because it is such a small niche thing i've definitely learned like I don't know just how special like how to appreciate how special life is um and just like share a lot of beautiful moments and like it's such a loving community um and people that are just like stoked you know because no one is getting on like for example no one's going to walk on a piece of plastic in between mountains (laughs) 
<laughs> unless they're just like stoked to do it, you know, and like a ball of stoke. Like no one's self motivating motivating themselves, or like no one's uh like not self motivating themselves and like going to do right. this thing because there's like, why would you do that? It's it's a silly and not thing. even a thing where you'd say, oh, I'll um, just try it. Not even that. <laughs> you won't just try yeah, it. You yeah, yeah. And there's yeah, there's there's steps. Yeah, there's steps to it, you know, and so it, everyone that's trying Thailand has taken uh, a road that like shows kind of commitment in a way, which is really cool. And I think that brings out like a lot of cool, unique people and brings them to the same area. Um, even though it might be someone that otherwise without slacklining, you might have never met because you're just like, you're different mm -hmm. people, you know, but like when you're around the high line, you're the same <laughs> people, you know, like you just are yeah. stoked and you just want to, you just want to like enjoy what you enjoy. So yeah, I don't know. The people have definitely played a huge impact in my life in, in so many ways. Um, but uh, then the slacklining itself, it definitely, especially highlining makes you so present. It like has definitely taught me how to just take a breath for a sec and just like chill, just breathe, you know, like, it forces you to be super, super present. And it's like almost yeah. very meditative, like in a way, um, because it's intense, but like, if you let that intensity get, get to you, then like you start shaking and you fall off, you know? So you like need to learn to like cope with that fear and like how to handle it and how to manage it. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think it's just a, something that has made me, overall like a very happy person i'd like to mm. think um you know and that's the key people don't talk about no, it it's it's so almost, true though. it always sounds like you know with with optimization or getting better about better at your pursuits and everything it's almost like their coach it's almost like fast food for a lot of people because people are like how do i get better at my job which i hate how do I get better at the sport that I actually, I don't even really love. I just want to get better at something. It's like, find something right. you love. Start off with mm -hmm. that. That's the core of it. Yeah, yep. you're right. That's the core. That's true. You know, because um, no matter on the bad, the worst possible day, if the core of it, it's like, well, I look at all the stuff I do. I'm not really working because I, I love it all. And yeah, it's hard work sometimes, but I still love it at the core. So it doesn't, it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's left out so much because it's mm -hmm. kind of like a, a fast food shortcut. Like a lot of people are trying to, you know, boil the ocean, get a really big audience, you know, with, with whatever uh, they're doing or whatever coaching it is, but nobody ever talks about finding, starting off with the foundation of finding something that you love to do. Then you're going to stick to it. <laughs> really well said. That's so true. That is absolutely the truth. Yeah. I'm so, I know I always say that to my clients that I'm coaching. Um, even just general health coaching, I always tell them when it comes to just their fitness that like, stop, stop looking at fitness as like going to the gym. Uh, because you probably, we know you probably don't like going to the gym. That's why you're here. And I don't say it in those words, but, um, people forget, like just find something to move and be active and, and especially find something that you enjoy because that's where the sustainability comes in, in the long term. And then you build off of that. And I wonder what your process is once you've made the decision to go. I mean, you don't think of anything else. What, what is your, I'm just curious of your thought when you're on a wave like that, or there is no thinking it's just doing, I'm curious if there's a, if there's a, men, a mental state or, or, you know what I'm saying? Like a, yeah. Or even a flow state, since flow state has been a quite a common uh, topic recently in the last few episodes. It's like riding a mountain. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's no... I don't think there's a... There's a level of flow state that you have when you're making this decision to turn around and paddle into that wave. But it's not like a pure flow state. You're still shitting yourself. It, right. looks, <laughs> it doesn't look right. It doesn't look real. Wow. But, <laughs> Your body is saying no, and your your mind's saying yes, and you kind of override it. It doesn't it doesn't really change on the big days. Like I've been doing it, I've probably been exposed to big surf, you know, more than probably up there with like thirty people in human history ever. Just because I grew up around the time of you know forecasts and 
uh, air travel. Dang. So I got to expose myself yeah. year round, but, um, which sounds weird. I shouldn't say it that way. My point being is that, um, it never normalizes that part of it. The most important was the meditation, though, right? Remember, I was at, you're supposed to have an interview with a senior officer, SEAL, before you even get accepted. But I got accepted, and so they had to, like, check that box. And so I'm at Officer Kennedy School, and, and this um, commander named Woody Woodruff comes by, right? He's, he has to go out of his way to go to Newport, Rhode Island. And um, I go into this room, and Woody is, like, six, two or three tan, these piercing blue eyes. And it turns out Woody is one of the founders of the, of the Iron Man because the Iron Man was founded by a number of SEALs. I knew I recognized ah, that name. Yeah, Woody Woodruff. He's just a stud. What a great guy. So he's, he's check this out. So we sit down and here's like, I'm not even an ensign yet. Like I'm an officer candidate, which is the same as an, like an E5 earning $500 a month, but I have an MBA, CPA, black belt. And at the time probably was a little cocky. But he sits down <laughs> and, he, and he just smiles and he just stares at me, mm. right? He just stares at me. He doesn't say anything. And so I'm like, and I'm trying to, I'm staring back at him and I'm like, oh shit, we're playing the staring game. And I'm like, this guy's going to kick my ass in the staring game, <laughs> right? Because he's a Navy SEAL. But I could tell he yeah. didn't have any ill intent. He was just, he was just trying to see hmm. how it okay. would hold up, you know? Right. It's like most people are really comfortable just chatting it up, right? And and he was very comfortable just being quiet and just like, okay, Sitting let's in just silence. Let's just have some mm. silence here and let me see what happens. And so I just sat in silence like, with him because I had meditated for five years now or four years. And I was like, I just sat in silence and I wasn't like trying to stare him down. You're like, who's the first to blink? I was just enjoying the silence. <laughs> no, but you wouldn't, ex- you wouldn't expect something like that to go down. Like I wouldn't. It was completely out of the blue, right? Out of the box. And so I, right. I just kind of sat in quiet because I knew that it wasn't my job to ask the first question. And so finally, like after 10 minutes of this, he smiles and he goes, Mark, have you ever, have you ever been completely out of control? And I said, no, sir. And he goes, well, Mm. you will be. (laughs) 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 So yes, sir. And then I tell the story in my book, The Way of the Seal. He says, well, what what do you stand for? Right? Right. And I just started blurting some things out. He goes, stop. He goes, no, what do you really stand for? Like, what are your values? Mm. And that's when I, I immediately just, Nakamura just came into my head. Because my values for my family were non-existent. It was like chaos, right? Right. right. I'm seeing the dichotomy. It's just such yeah. a we didn't, we didn't have dinner conversations about family values and, you know, <laughs> right, right. future vision and stuff like that. You know, it was chaos. Right. And so, but, but Nakamura had values and he talked about them at his Thursday night meditation sessions afterwards, he would get a chalkboard out and we'd go through these, you know, conversations. And, you know, I looked at him, I said, you know what? I do have a pretty strong stand. I said, one of the things I stand for is that there's no such thing as a free lunch that you gotta, we gotta work really hard for everything, you know, <laughs> to earn our right. Right. And so I was kind of speaking to the seal ethos of you got to earn your trident every day. I didn't know that at the time that the seal had the ethos, mm-hmm. but I intuitively knew that becoming a seal was not a one and done thing. You had to earn it every day, just like I had to earn being a black belt every day. It's like it's <laughs> not the end of the road, it's the beginning. Supposed to be back, I all of a sudden have to take the biggest poop I've ever had to take in my life. Like it came on like a ton of bricks. Well, that was that's not a problem until I remembered that Brian said that no one like basically the toilets had no water in them because he hadn't started the plumbing like the water yet. So my first thought is like, oh shit! Like I don't want to go take a giant like lay a giant deuce. <laughs> Here we go in the, in the bathroom it's party time because <laughs> there's no water. I'm like the whole entire cabin that's like you know, whatever, 3,000 square feet. Like Corey? It's going to smell like a freaking outhouse. Okay, so now, okay, so that's like, that. now the anxiety sets in a little bit. So, you know, that Uh, doesn't help at all when you got to go to the bathroom. It doesn't matter if it's number one or two. And I'm like, oh shit, okay. Um, So now I'm kind of like, 
hadn't, I haven't told Kayla yet. I'm just like, all right, I can, I can pinch it off. You know, I can hold this. It'll be good. <laughs> I'll wait. I'll wait until Brian gets back. And, uh, I, it's just, no, it's not happening. Like minutes are going by and it's only getting worse. Um, so now it gets to the point where I'm like, I go into the other room and Kayla's unpacking. I'm like, Hey babe. She's like, yeah. I was like, I gotta go to the bathroom so bad. Like it's so bad. And I don't, she's like, well, just go on the toilet. I'm like, no, there's, there's no way I'm going to go in the toilet. We got all these like donors coming. I haven't even met them before. Uh, the only people that are here are you, Mindy and myself. So I sure as heck know if they walk in and it just reeks in here, you guys are all going to point fingers at me and then I'm going to be like the, yep. be, so be off the hook right away. Right. Okay. So now it's like same thing. Minutes are going on and now it's getting to the point where I'm like sweating. Like, I mean, I'm just, Oh dang. It, it, it's like, it's getting bad. Now let me back up. I forgot to mention that before we went up the mountain, we stopped in this pizza place and I'm uh, you know, I probably ate a whole large pizza to myself, which I was known <laughs> to do back in the day. <laughs> This is this is a key piece of information yeah. <laughs> that was left out. <laughs> key piece. Um, so stuffing like, before I'm you in, go up to altitude, right? And I can't, I can't even put it into words. This is the worst. It's, I mean, this isn't just because I was in the mountains. This is the worst experience I've ever had with having to go number two. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so now. You know. <laughs> So back to back to the weather. It's full blown winter storm outside. So I'm like, dude, I, it's not like I could just go outside and you know just go relieve myself out there. And I might add too, I'm blind. So even if there was a chance in the middle of winter, <laughs> it's like, dude, I would have fallen into a freaking snowdrift. So get dude, lost it's getting, out there, yeah. Oh my god! So now it's getting to the point where Kayla is starting to laugh at me. Like it's getting to be oh this dang, right? Like gotta yeah. love that support. <laughs> so I'm like trying to tell. I'm like, no, baby, you don't understand. This is like not a funny, man. Straight up emergency. All right. So now it gets to the point where you know Kayla's laughing so hard that Mindy. I can totally is, see is her laughing a- and teasing you too. <laughs> like that's totally can. She's like, what's the matter, Corey? I could. Oh my gosh, that's so ca- Kayla. <laughs> Yeah, and and Kayla because she she loves it because she always teases me like Mister like you know got it all planned got it together and so her seeing me go through something like this was just she was loving it. Oh. So now now Mindy's involved now now Mindy's kind of aware that <laughs> oh no yeah Corey, because she go. hears us right I'm pacing around Kayla's laughing and I'm just like straight up at that point I'm like I'm not. I told Kayla, I was like, I'm not going to the bathroom. I didn't tell Mindy that because I didn't, I wanted to make sure if there was plan B, I didn't let her in on plan B. So then it got to the point where I could no longer hold it. I mean, there was nothing I could do. So I came up with the, the, well, basically it was go in the toilet and we don't know how long until Brian's going to be back. And even if I went in the toilet and Brian comes back within, you know, the next five to 10 minutes, it's still going to reek in the house. And put uh, a blanket over it. I don't know. I don't know, dude. I was <laughs> I, I was avoiding that at all cost. Like I don't know. I just didn't want to. Oh. I didn't want to to try that one out because we've all been in a yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a porter potty. And well, yeah, and you don't want to break it. Like if you break if something's wrong and it gets <laughs> broken, Brian's gonna be like, "Hey, Corey, I was on for fifteen minutes and you broke my toilet." <laughs> totally. Okay, so. I'm like, I got, I got to do something. So I came up with the plan of using a grocery sack, like one of those plastic, those straight up like plastic grocery bag. So okay. I, I, I go, yep, yep. You like where this is going? <laughs> I like it. I feel good about it. Because <laughs> I'm like, this is, All this right, is a rescue well, what, at this point. Right. Well, because I'll tell you where I got the, the idea for the bag. I'm like, well, when a dog goes outside, you know, you put it in the bag and pick it up and that's reverse, great like, thinking dude, i like it you, you tie it off right so i was like i can contain dude, i'm gonna call Corey when i have an issue i'm gonna be like Corey, what do i do <laughs> code brown what do i do <laughs> so ahead. now oh, i'm like so now I'm like okay i'm gonna go to the bathroom and i'm gonna like i'm just gonna shit into the bag like that's the plan so i get into the bathroom and now it's like wait 
if I miss or I have some sort of issue, like now I have a really shitty situation because it's oh dang, because now you got yeah yeah, it's, it's like, all over the floor because I didn't everywhere. practice this. So it wasn't <laughs> oh. like oh yeah, I got this, I got this. So now no Kayla practice. is oh. dying. Kayla's literally dying, bro. She's like on the Kayla, floor. I know, I, I can see her laughing. <laughs> I can totally picture her die laughing and just like, oh my god, oh my gosh, so babe, now, this is unbelievable. I can so totally now see I'm it. down totally, and now I'm down to like, I mean, it's within. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta let this go. And so I'm like, I'm going outside. So I make my way. I, I go out front. And uh, I, I somehow, this is kind of funny thinking back now because I would have never asked Kayla, but I was not, I didn't have the independence that I do now. So I was like, babe, you got to come with me. Like, you got to go outside with me. I'm going to get lost. Like, I'm going to fall off the, the damn deck into the snowdrift or something. So she comes out with me, like laughing her ass off. Mindy's in the kitchen, just like, what are they doing right now? Like, what is going on? So I, get outside. I find a spot and I'm just nervous. I'm like, am I in front of the window? Is Mindy looking at me right now? And I, at this point, I don't care. I pull my pants down. I grab that damn bag. I pulled it Egg. up like the two, two handles up around my hips and just let it go. <laughs> you know what? The handles are handy though. I'm really, I like that. The handles. I had no idea yeah. those handles could be so effective. <laughs> Kayla gave me, I remember she was like, because oh you don't okay, want to have so. issues holding the bag. Like, you don't want to have no. issues holding the bag. Because so the I handles like, are amazing. Right. I like that. Right. Because if I miss, now it's on their front deck. Now it's like, all right, I just totally took a shit right on the front deck. And now all the donors <laughs> are going to step in it while they're coming in. Dang. <laughs> okay. So, all right. I, I, I'm good. I get it. I do my business. I tie the bag off and I'm just like, oh my God. It's like the bit, you know, biggest relief that I've had. Heavy I'm bag. Like, right. <laughs> Dude, it was heavy. It's all that pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so now it's like, I'll okay, set it I next gotta, to the other grocery bags. <laughs> yep. Okay. So now we got, now we got the next problem. I got to discard this bag. I got to like, I'm not going to go inside and throw it in the trash can. I don't know where their trash can is outside. Um, so, oh, well, you know, it seems sensible to go bury it in the snow. That just seemed like the right thing to do. And Kayla agreed with me. So uh, I decided to, what I thought was go out beyond, you know, pretty far beyond the deck. Uh, apparently I didn't make it very far and I Ugh. managed to fall in the snow drift. I'm like, Oh, you know, oh. literally like trenching through snow. And I finally, I'm like, dude, I'm done with this bag. I just, I toss it and just try to like, I, I, and in my head and for the listeners, you know, if, like I said, if you, if you just tuning in, like I'm totally blind. So this is not easy. Like this is, so I toss the bag and it's over. You're totally like, blind and, holding a two pound bag of crap and you got to get rid of it fast. Yeah. And it's like steaming. It's all warm. Cause it's like 10 degrees oh, outside. Oh I'm like, God. dude, I gotta, I gotta get rid of this shit. So toss it over in the snow drift. Like it's all good. And Kayla and I roll back inside and I, at this point, I don't like Kayla and I are both dying laughing. Like we're both just I was gonna say, be cry either crying or laughing one or the other. Pretty much. So now I think I'm in the clear. It's all good. Mindy's kind of like, you get, what is going on? And, uh, Kayla's just dying. Cause I, I shit in the back. Like that was she's like, I can't believe you just did that, but I kind of give you props. Okay. Well, I don't know about 30 minutes later. Um, you hear the snowmobiles and, um, Brian comes through the door and he starts introducing all the, the, you know, the people and, um, VIPs. you know, I'm like, I, th at this point, like it's still kind of in our mind just as a, like, we're laughing about it, but not like not concerned in any way. Like I thought I was, I, I pulled it off <laughs> and, yeah. uh, so Brian brings in all the stuff and he, he settles all the rooms, gets, get all the, gets all the donors settled in the rooms and stuff. And, um, they all go in the rooms and we're sitting on the couch and Brian comes in oh, and he's God. really, really, really concerned. Like you can just tell, cause you know, Brian, like he's very like, he's just a happy go lucky dude. He's easy going. Like, yeah. 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 yeah totally. Super easy going. <laughs> and he's got this really serious thing and he goes, okay, Kayla and I are sitting on the couch. He goes, Hey Mindy. And then he's like, hey, yeah, Brian. Ah, uh, I don't know. It's really weird. Like someone left a bag of poop on our, 
on our deck. Like out out below our deck. (laughs) (laughs) So Kayla and I, at that point, just absolutely lose it. Like we literally are dying laughing because you know at that point i'm like oh my god i didn't get it out far enough like i didn't bury this so brian is literally like he's like what is going on right now we're laughing and then kayla's like start begins i don't even know because i was laughing so hard but she basically was like yeah Corey, like Corey had to go number two and didn't want to like drop it in the the toilet because there's no water so you know he decided to and he did not laugh at all. Like he was, and so Kayla and I are just like, we're dying. Mindy, Mindy <laughs> is trying oh, so shit. hard. Yeah. Cause we know he probably picked it up like, oh, what's this bag? And started, you know, probably fondling my poop. Dude, and, dude, I thought, and, <laughs> I thought he was going to take it to one of the rooms <laughs> thinking it was a bag of one of the donors. Like, oh, they left a bag out here. Take oh it into a room. Oh my God, dude. That's what I was waiting for. He's like, you know, one of the rooms just don't smell right. I don't know what it is. I'm going (laughs) to. Wow. Yeah. So that's my story. Uh, Pooped in a bag. um, And one of my best friends fondled it without realizing it, that it was my poop. (laughs) So. (laughs) Why he wasn't laughing, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Until the straight face right there. Right. Until the day when he gets brought up, he still like has that dead serious face. He gets stoic. Dude. Dude. My favorite, my favorite line was like, I grabbed the like the handles or something, and I just let it go or something. <laughs> there were so many in that where you're like, oh my god, just I was, but I was thinking of the brilliance in the moment that you know, because whenever you're under tremendous stress and you have to solve a problem, that's always like you know, I'm sure like Rob Bush would be like, oh, you can do your breath work now, Corey. But I can just picture you like th- solving that problem. I'm like, you know what? That's a good idea. I even said it in the story. I'm like, well, I'm going to call Corey when I'm struggling. All right. <laughs> All right. So I think we just need to co- come in right now as we're laughing our asses off about yeah, yeah. it. <laughs> no, totally. Um. Oh, man. All right. Great year. So, um, as you got, as you guys heard, that was, um, a personal little story for me episode I had in the mountains. The mountains have the best stories. No, the mountains <laughs> have the best stories, dude. It's like you're either with a shovel or you're, we're just always drowning out there in the Sierra somewhere. But no, I'm just super grateful for this year. I am too. Yeah. And I forgot about that. <laughs> Can't believe you ended up putting in that, that, that moment. Um, but yeah, dude, it's just, um, it's crazy. Well, and I'm picturing Kayla laughing the whole time instead like just laughing. I'm like, that's, you're totally Kayla. <laughs> uh, I know I told her last night when I was listening to the highlight reel you had put together and she was just like, she's immediately, it brought her back to, you know, that moment. And she, she was like, do you remember Mindy? Like trying to keep, hold it together when Brian had come, come back in and was like, Mindy. Like it's really weird. <laughs> there was a bag of. <laughs> and she was like literally snorting, trying to keep like keep it together. So oh good times, man. Uh, another year. So awesome. Love doing the show with you. Great job on that reel. Love sharing it with you guys. Um, super grateful for everyone that that listens, and and I hope you guys get something out of it. We got some great new guests coming up in January. I'm super excited about our, our next guest. So we got some stuff yes, coming. Yes, sir. Man. It's going to be good. That's it. We're, we're kicking off the new year strong. Um, you guys have been with us for a while. Um, we got, uh, let's just let's just tell them. We got Brian McKenzie, legendary uh, breathwork, high performance coach, uh, human health and human performance coach. Um we got him coming on the podcast. We've mentioned him pr- plenty of times. So, yeah. And uh, we're working on a, a really cool project with Rose Grant, former uh, podcast guest, XC Mountain Bike National Champion. Uh, so, Leadville winner. So, we got some we got some stuff in the works. You guys are going to want to hang around. So, Fun stuff. And as always, you'll hear about it first on the podcast. So that's the best part about tuning into the show. So make sure you subscribe. We're available on all listening platforms. If you caught us um, just on our hosting site, make sure to 
Go download the app and uh, subscribe to our show. We'd love to hear from you. Um, head over to our Instagram page, mtn.wellness, and leave us a message. Um, if you got any, uh, if you got any guests or, you know, just want to shoot us an email, um, any suggestions, any people you think that'd be good on the show, you'd love to hear or want to connect us with, uh, shoot us an email at team at, uh, mountainwellnesslife.com. And that's about it. And then you can find everything as far as, uh, all the great products, services, everything we got to offer at Mountain Wellness and Health and Human Performance at our website at mountainwellnesslife.com. Everything from supplements, uh, our elite high-performance breathwork training course, and uh, we got more coming. So much love to all you listeners out there. Mike, you got anything else? No, just super humble and grateful for all of you for participating. And I hope you guys have a great holiday until um, we hear you, till we get to share with you guys again. I hope you guys have an amazing next few weeks and a great new year. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the mountain. Peace. information provided on the Mountain Wellness Podcast is for educational purposes only and not a substitute for professional medical advice. You should always consult a medical professional or healthcare provider if you're seeking medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment.